welcome to the Access Church Podcast. God has been so good. And he's been wonderful. And he's been moving in mysterious ways. And he's been moving in ways that we didn't think he was going to move. But yet all of a sudden, here he comes with these moves. And he surprises us. So this past Tuesday, my mom passed away, and we buried her on, Sun, on Friday. And she was a great woman of faith. She impacted the, the Christian life and the, faith of, the, the walk of faith that my family has, that I have, that my wife have, has. But the other day, we were sitting down in the kitchen table, my wife and I, and we were talking about her, and she was telling me something that, or she reminded me of something that my mother taught her. You see, it was very difficult for us to have children in the beginning. We prayed, we fasted, and we struggled. And then all of a sudden, we get received the news that my wife was pregnant. And throughout the pregnancy and closer to the end, my wife kept hearing this voice that our firstborn, our firstborn was going to be lost. And she kept thinking that because of these voices that our firstborn, Emmanuel, was going to be lost. And she was telling me that she called my mother one day and she was explaining this to her. And my mom said, wait, hold up. She said, wait a minute, hold up. She said, sometimes you got to stop, open your mouth and remind the devil that he's under your feet. You got to remind the enemy that he's under your feet and that what God spoke will come to pass. And you got to remind the enemy of his place and that's under his feet. We got to declare it. We got to believe it and we got to live it out. So I'm wondering if you can declare some things with me this morning. And declare that depression is under our feet. Declare that tiredness is under our feet. That sickness is under our feet. Cancer, AIDS, diabetes, it's under our feet. Declare that witchcraft is under our feet. And declare that we are not alone that we are redeemed, we are loved, that we are worthy, that we are a child of a mighty king, that we are not underneath, we are not defeated. Our finances will prosper and will increase. Our household will prosper And we will not stay quiet about this God that did all this possible for us. How many of you can believe that this morning? 
You got to tell that devil, you're under my feet. Sometimes you just got to tell him to shut up and put him in his place because you walk in victory. You walk in victory. So a while back, Pastor Brian sent me a message and he said that we're going to start this series and it's called, um, it's titled Straight Paths. And the intention of the series is to help possess what God already has in store for us. And how many of you believe that God has great things in store for you? See, it's not no little thing that God has in store for you. It's something great. It's something big. It's something more than we can even think of or imagine. I don't know what it is that God has in store for you, but he has something in store for you. And we got to be prepared to possess what God already has in store for us. And last Sunday, Pastor Brian talked a little bit about how we need to trust in God. And when we trust in God, it will stop our wondering and our wandering, right? Yes. And it all starts with something called trust. We got to trust in God. See, when we start to doubt, it only prolongs the process, right? It only prolongs the process. And something that God intended for, for it to be short ends up being super long, right? Ends up being extended. And we were walking and we're saying, why is this taking forever? Why am I struggling with this? Why am I not seeing the the, the promise be manifested? And God's saying, well, you got to trust in me. Just trust in me and I will make it happen. And sometimes our worst enemy is not our witch. Sometimes our worst enemy is not a demon. It's not a wizard, right? It's not even the person sitting next to you. Don't look to your right or left, right? But sometimes our worst enemy is ourselves, right? It's ourselves because we let this little thing called doubt arise in our life, speak in our ears, and we start to believe the lies that the the devil speaks to us. And doubt distracts what? It distracts our focus. And when our focus is distracted, we begin to focus on the wrong thing, right? We begin to focus on the wrong thing on the wrong thing. And instead of walking towards our destiny, we're living and walking a life of discouragement. There's something I figured out about discouragement. Discouragement is one of the two main weapons that the enemy uses towards our vision, our dreams, and our purpose. See, it's crazy, right? How sometimes we get a great idea, we get a great vision, we have a dream, and then you haven't seen this person in years, and all of a sudden they pop up, right, and they start speaking into your life how how it's not going to happen, how other people tried it and failed, how it's too difficult, how you don't have the resources, and they say, man, that's crazy, and you start getting discouraged, right? Like, man, I haven't seen you in years, you popped up, and all of a sudden I'm just discouraged, right? It never fails that when you have a vision, the enemy strikes starts to lance a weapon of discouragement towards you. But we need to shout out that discouragement is under our feet, right? Discouragement is under our feet because we will walk in a life filled with passion. See, we have to reach our purpose. And if we, can't, when if we don't know what our purpose is, just find your passion. And your passion will lead you to your purpose. Your passion will lead you to your purpose. But we can't walk a life filled with passion when we're walking 
a life of discouragement. So we got to shake it off, shake it off, and know that we got to trust in a great God because he has great things in store for you. Solomon stated this in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord. Someone shout out trust. Look at your neighbor and tell him you got to trust. Look at the person behind you and tell him you got to trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Sometimes that's the hard part, right? The second part, right? It says, in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight, right? Man, he's a good God. Thank God because he makes our paths straight, right? Because sometimes we like to live that, that life with crooked paths, right? So in this principle, I found something that was you know, we can apply something called the, um, the cause and effect principle here in these verses. The cause and effect principle. And this principle states that everything happens for a reason, right? It's a very simple principle. Everything happens for a reason. For every effect, there's a specific cause, right? For every effect, there's a specific cause. Uh, and Aristotle, the great philosopher, said that we live in a, a world governed by law, not chance. In other words, nothing just happens, right? Nothing just happens. Everything happens for a reason. I like to think that if we live a life of kingdom principles, we will, it will lead to a life with kingdom results, Right? If we apply kingdom principles to our life, it would lead us to a life filled with kingdom results. Nothing just happens, right? It just didn't happen. It happened because you applied a kingdom principle in your life. Trust in the Lord, right? You'd made a decision to trust in the Lord. It didn't just happen. It all started with a decision you made, with a principle you applied, and it caused an effect. Are you with me? It caused an effect in your life, in your house, in your family. See, it's, it's because you trust in the Lord that there will be a response, a result an effect that will be manifested. Years back, my wife and I, we used to live in El Paso. And, um, and when our family was still in Darío, so we, make, we would make these trips often from El Paso to Darío and Darío back to El Paso. But I remember these trips, and um, it was about a six-hour uh, long drive. And there were a portion of the trip from Darío to El Paso, I would take this road, and it was like a backcountry road. And, um, and it was filled with curves, and it was filled with turns, right? And it was filled with sharp turns, and I would have to slow down. And, and the road was narrow, and the car, the traffic sometimes would line up a little bit, and um, deer would pop up all of a sudden, right? And we couldn't see what was ahead of us sometimes because of all the turns and all the curves. And it, sometimes it would just take long because we would drive slow, and if it was raining and snowing, forget about it. It would take even longer, right? So but I'm the type of person I like to get there and like to get there fast. But all of a sudden, we would hit this town, and in the town, we would connect with the interstate. 
And, and from that point on, it was a three-hour-long drive, but just on the interstate. But when I entered into the interstate, our path was not wavy. It was not, we didn't have as many sharp turns anymore. Something happened. Our path was straightened out. Our path was straightened out. You see, but when our path was straightened out and we entered into the interstate, I noticed something, that the speed limit would increase. Come on now. Someone seems, knows where I'm going. See, when we, our path was straightened, the speed limit would increase. And because the speed limit would increase, there was an acceleration in my life. There was an acceleration in our trip. There was an acceleration that had happened. See, because you trust and submit to the Lord, someone's going to enter, enter into a season of acceleration. Because your path will no longer be crooked, it would be straightened out. Can anybody receive that this morning? That there is a season, a time, a period of acceleration that's coming to your life. And it didn't just happen. It happened because you trusted in the Lord. You submitted to him and he did something. He strained out your path. And because he strained out your path, there was a acceleration that came over your life. God, that's good right there. There was an acceleration that came over your life. A season of acceleration. See, Sometimes we're going back and forth from a job to job. And we go here and we go there and we're barely making two ends meet. But because you trusted in the Lord, he will straighten your path and he's going to accelerate you to your career where you're going to prosper and grow and be promoted and reach a higher position. Sometimes we go back and forth from boyfriend to boyfriend, from girlfriend to girlfriend, from relationship to relationship, experimenting and trying things out. But when we trust in the Lord and submit to his ways, he will strain our path and accelerate us to find us our soulmate, our life partner. The one that will always be there. Oh, come on. Someone's got to get this. See, sometimes we're traveling this path of going back and forth, east and west, turn after turn through different emotions. And we're living, we're living this emotional life. And we go here and we go there. And in reality, we, we, we go nowhere. But when we trust in him, and submit to his ways, and put our emotions to our side, he will accelerate our life and lead us to a life filled with kingdom decisions 
that will lead us to prosperity, that will lead us to victory, that will lead us to be joyful, that will lead us to be able to be the person that God really intended us to be, to lead us to be the person that Eagle Pass needs us to be. Come on. That will lead us to be the church, that Eagle Pass, that De Rio, that Brackettville, that Texas needs us to be. See, another thing would happen when he would straighten out our path and we would enter that highway. Not only were we accelerating, but we were able to see further. I'll repeat that. We were able to see further than what was just in front of us. In other words, our focus was enhanced. Our focus was enhanced. See, we didn't have to worry about the sharp turns anymore. We didn't have to worry about what was right in front of us because our focus was enhanced. And when God trains our path, we are able to focus not on what's in front of us, but on our destiny. In our destiny. When God enhances our focus because we trust and submit to him and he strains our path. No longer are we focusing on the problem in front of us that we just got to overcome, on the obstacle in front of us that we got to jump over, on the mountain in front of us that we got to tell to move aside. We are focusing on the destiny that we're going to reach. So those obstacles that we used to lose sleep on overnight, those obstacles, those circumstances, right, that used to arise in our life no longer are going to matter as much anymore because we're no longer focused on that. We're focused on the destiny in which God already has prepared for us, on the destiny where he spoke over our lives that we will reach, on the destiny that he has prepared for our family and our generation that we are going to step into and we start to focus on that destiny. See, we don't have to worry about the next step. We just got to focus on the destiny. And we're going to go from a season of walking to a season of running. Of running because we're running towards, now, we're run, now we know what we're running towards. Because we've seen it. And we were able to see it. Because he did something. He straightened out those crooked paths in our life. See, something happens when our focus is enhanced. No longer are we demotivated. Now we are motivated. When our focus is enhanced, God, I mean, we get motivated. We become less distracted. No longer are we distracted. Now we are less distracted and more focused. We will also flow without setbacks. When we're focused, we will start to flow better. We will start the floor to, to flow even greater. And setbacks are going to come, but they're not going to affect us. And we will start to flow in a way that we hadn't before. And something I discovered that when that happens when, you, when your focus is enhanced is that you'll be less tired. Gosh, how many of us need that in our lives, right? 
we will be less tired. Why, pastor? Because your energy will be used in a more systematic and method, met, and in a way where it's going to be more methodical instead of just being busy. And that's good to know right there. That your energy is going to be used in such a way that is not going to make you tired, but is going to push you forward. Tell someone, I got to be more focused. People are going to ask you, why are you so confident now? Why are you so confident? And you'll be able to answer, it's because God straightened my path. He straightened my path. It's because I made a decision to trust in God. I submitted everything to him and he straightened my path. And because he straightened my path, and now I'm in a season of acceleration. I don't got time to slow down and worry about little things because I'm focused on the greater things. I'm focused on the destiny that's before me. So I don't have time to mess around with little distractions because I am focused and there's a destiny that I've seen because God did something in my life and he straightened my path. And not only do I, I can see around the curve right now, but I can see way ahead of me. How many of you can say glory to God for that? We got to let God straighten our path. We got to do it. Just let him straighten your path. How? Trust in him. Let's trust in him, submit everything to him, and let him just do what he does, and let him just be God in your life. See, we know something about kingdom, that in kingdom, it's not about position, it's about relationship, right? Kingdom's not about position, it's about relationship. And one of the reasons that some or most relationships don't grow and don't prosper is because you leave someone in that relationship has a trust issue, right? A trust issue. Have you ever worked with someone or been in a relationship with someone that they had a trust issue, right? You gave, you sacrificed, you did and that, and they just didn't trust you. Something had happened in their life. Someone hurt them. Someone offended them. I don't know. Something happened in their life to cause a certain distrust to arise in them, and now they're living with this distrust in their life. And when there's distrust, distrust in a relationship, it usually starts to grow apart, and usually one of them starts to grow cold, now, if there's anything I believe, if there's something I believe that God's trying to do throughout this series or to work on throughout this series is our trust in him. Our trust in him. Matter of fact, I strongly believe that throughout this series that he's going to work through our distrust issues and we are able, we're going to be able to just fully trust in him. Fully just lean on him, just run to him, and just let him do what he needs to do. I love the fact that this series came right after the series of letting it go. Because the verse says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, right? All your heart, right? Not 10%, not 20, not 50, not 75. It says 
all your heart, 100% of it, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And see, we can't fully trust in God. We can't fully trust in him until we fully let go, right? We can't fully trust and lean on God until we fully let go, right? See, I can lean on this, but I'm holding on to something that's helping me, right? But until I fully let go, then I'm fully trusting that this will hold me up. And sometimes we're holding on, we're depending on things that we already have. And we, see, it's easy to say that we trust in God when we already depend on something we already have, all right? We are depending on things we already have. And it's good to have resources when we need them. It's good to have resources when it's called to have them. But our full trust is not on the resource. Our full trust is on the source of the resources, right? Our full trust is on the source of the one that gave you the resource. It's good to have a savings in the bank, And it's good to have money in the bank. My gosh, it's good, right? (laughs) It's good, but our full dependency should not rest on our bank account. Our full dependency should not rest on our bank account. It should rest on the one who says that all silver and gold is mine. That's the one I want to lean on. Because I I can have money in my bank account one day and it's all gone the next day, right? But my trust is on the one who says all silver and gold is mine. Tap into an unlimited source. It's good to have a doctor when we need one and it's good to have medicine when we're sick, but our full trust is not on the doctor or on the medicine. It's on the one that promised. It's on the one that promised that by his stripes, we are healed. It's on the one who paid the price for our healing. Our full trust for a healthy, healed life is on him. Does anybody understand what I'm trying to say this morning? That when we trust on him, he would do mighty things. He will strain out our crooked ways. He will strain out our path. And we will be able to accelerate towards what is ahead of us. And we will be able to focus, become motivated. Our energy will be better spent. And God is doing all this possible because you made a decision to fully trust in him, to open up your heart and just let him do what he needs to do in our life, in our family, in our careers, in our business, in our ministry, and just let him be God in our lives and say, it's all you, God. This is your show. Take it away. There's a couple of things. So as I was typing this up yesterday, um, the question was, God, your word says trust in you. If someone says, why should I trust in God? He gave me two things to speak on. The first one is because he's a big God. To trust in him because he is a big God. He's a big God and can do big things. 
See, because he's a big God, we have big expectations, right? We can't come in with small expectations. No, you have too big of a God for small expectations. You got to have big expectations. The prophet Isaiah said, this is what the Lord says. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Man, that's a big God right there. That gives you a picture of, of how big he is, how mighty he is. Forget the jolly green giant. This is a way bigger God, right? This God is big. That, his, that heaven is his throne and earth is my footstool. Can you imagine how big of a God he is? Can you picture that? Him sitting in heaven as his throne and his legs stretching out. And then it gets out to his knee and it bends down. And there's his foot on earth and earth is his footstool. Wow, he is a big God. He is a huge God. And he says, trust in me because I am big and I can do big things in your life. The prophet later, on, later went on to say that his hands are not, or his arms are not too short that they cannot save. Man, God's hands will extend all the way to where you are, to the point where you think you're just too far out and too far down, that there's no more hope and there's no more, nothing else that can be done. And here comes here comes God with his big, long arms, and he gets you out of that pit, and he pulls you up, and he saves you. That's a big God right there. That's a big God right there. He is a big God. I had the opportunity one time, and I was listening to this prayer of a woman. And this woman was praying such a faith-filled prayer. And she spoke uh, uh, very powerfully throughout this prayer, but there was an issue with it. She was praying to this false god called the Santa Muerte. But she was praying it with so much faith that it just, it caught my attention. And I thought to myself, man, if that woman could be introduced and walk into the kingdom, and she prays those Prayers with such big faith will do mighty things. And God had to stop me right there. And he spoke to me and he said, son, you're seeing this wrong. Her God is so small that she needs a great big faith. I am so big. Now you just got to have a little bit. I am so big that my word says if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you, you understanding this? Gosh, kind of just gave me a couple of slaps. And he said, I am so big that you just have to have a little bit. 
And with that little bit that you give me, I will do great things with it. I will do big things with it. Just give me a little praise. Just give me a little worship. Just give me a little time. Just give me a little bit of what you got. And I'm going to multiply it. I'm going to increase it. I'm going to turn it around and use it to, to do great big things. That is your God. That is the God that we praise. That's the God that we worship. That if we just give him a little bit, he says, that's okay. That's all I need. And watch what I'm going to do with this little bit that you give me. When David, when he first captured this small camp that called Zion, he captured it and it was just a small little camp. And the chapters continued and the small little camp grew to this city called the camp of the city of David. And the chapters go on and the little city camp of David, it grew, or the, the camp called the city of David, it grew and it to become called Jerusalem. And the chapters go on and Jerusalem grows to be the, the, the capital of Israel. And by the end of the book and Revelations, Apostle John says that he looks up into the heavens and the heavens opened up and he saw a new Jerusalem. And the one sitting on the throne said, I am doing all things new again. Just give him a little bit and let time pass. Trust in him and he will increase he will make it grow. He will make it, he will multiply it in a way that we never thought possible. That by the end of the book, it will no longer look like the beginning. It will no longer look like the beginning. Your neighbor, you know, the one that's always looking out the window, he's going to come and tell you what happened. I did something I trusted in God. I gave him the little that I have. I gave it all to him. And he did great things with it. He multiplied it. He increased it. He made it grow. That is our God. That is the God that we trust. That is the God in which we have faith in. See, the enemy is always trying to stop you from receiving what God already spoke over your lie. And he, do, he tries to do it with a lie. God already spoke something over your life. And the enemy always tries to stop you from stepping into it, from believing it with a little lie that comes. A little seed of lie that he plants in your mind. And the question is, which one are you going to pay more attention to? The lies of the devil or the promises of God? Which ones are you going to focus on? The God of the devil, uh, the lies of the devil, or the promises of your God? I read this book a while back. It was, uh, the author was J.B. Phillips. And the book was titled, Your God is Too Small. And it explains that the problem of many people today is that they have not found a God big enough to meet the needs we have today. In other words, we make the needs we have today bigger than the God that will supply every need, right? 
We have a tendency to make the needs that we have daily bigger than our God. And that's when anxiety, frustration starts to sit in and the question starts to rise in your mind, how am I going to do it? How am I going to receive it? And you start to look at the things you lack. And God says, trust in me and just look at me and focus on me. And I will always make it happen for you because I am a big God. See, I know I'm speaking to a church that does not say that my God is too small, but a church that says, I worship a very big God. I praise a very big God. I believe in a very big God. So I'm, I'm, I am expecting very big things. Our enemy is nothing compared to God. Our enemy is nothing compared to God. He is nothing compared to his greatness. And one thing that we have to do is trust in him. We got to trust. We got to have faith. We got to believe. You know what the enemy wants us to, to do? He wants us to look at ourselves. He wants that when you look in the mirror, you see yourself the way God sees him. As something very little. Because that's the way God sees him, something very little that's under your feet. And when you look in the mirror, you should not see something very little. You should see something very, very, very big. Because you have a very big God inside you with kingdom power and authority flowing within you that you can cause a great big uproar here in Eagle Pass. You can cause it in Dario and in Bracket and anywhere else. And it's not us. It's the God in us. It's the big God in us. So how can we not expect big things because we have such a big God away with this mindset and this vision of seeing ourselves as a little person. No, you are not little. You are big and valuable, and you are needed. God lives within you, and there is kingdom authority within you that needs to be released. The second reason he told me that we should trust in God is because he's been battle-tested and approved. He's been battle-tested and approved. He is the tested cornerstone. He's been tested and approved. See, there's something I learned of, that in a kingdom, the people trust in the king, right? That's why we live in the kingdom because we trust in the king. We have faith in the king. We feel safe in the kingdom because we trust the king. The king is no stranger to battle. So when a battle arises in our life against our family, no big deal. I trust in the king. And he tells me that this battle is not mine. He tells me that this battle is his. Just stand in the position of faith where you are and trust in him. 
because he's been battle-tested and approved. And in the kingdom, when there was a battle, the king would take his army, he'd go out, and he would fight, and then he would come back, conquers and victorious. And there was another battle, and there was another land to conquer, and he would take his army, and he'd go out and conquer and win and come back. And guess what? There was another one. So he did the same thing. He would go out and conquer and win and come back. And people trusted that when the king went out, that he was going to return in victory. You remember in 1 Samuel, it says that David went to fight wherever Saul sent, sent him. Saul, was, Saul would send him here and there and everywhere. And David went, and he was very successful. So successful that Saul would put him in charge of all the soldiers. And the Bible says that this pleased everyone. Everyone was happy because they saw that the one in charge of the soldiers was victorious. And he get growing and growing and growing. And people knew that when Saul and David went out, that they would come back victorious. How do I know this? Because the Bible says that they would come back. The women would be at the gate ready to dance and sing. Right? You remember that? They would be ready to sing because they're coming back. And they, came, they expected them to come back in victory. Because they have not gone out once. They've gone out more than once. And they fought and conquered and won and came back victorious. That is your king. Your king has not lost a battle yet. And he's not fixing to start losing now. That's the God that lives within you. An undefeated God. Enemies can line up left and right, come one after another, and guess what? He has not lost a match yet, and he's not fixing to start losing now. He's not fixing to start losing now. Our God is not in the business of losing battles. He's in the business of winning battles. He's not in the business of losing ground. He's in the business of gaining ground. He's not in the business giving things up. He's in the business of gaining things. That is the God that we have. Exodus says the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. He is the man of war. Whatever war you're fighting, give it up to him. It is not yours. It's him. It is him. It is his battle. It is his battle. David trusted him so much that later he became known as the shepherd king of Israel. And in the book of Psalms, he said that he prepares a table for you and the presence of your enemies. He's so sure he's going to win this fight that he says, ah, Let's sit down and eat. I got this. I'm bigger than this. You don't got to stress out about it. You don't got to worry about it. You don't got to lose sleep over it. You don't got to cry about it. I got this. 
let me handle this. Just trust in me. Just trust in my power. Trust in who I am. He's trying to straighten some path out. He's trying to deal with this distrust issue that we've had. And it says, trust in him with all your heart. I ask you this morning, what is it in our hearts that's not allowing us to fully trust him? What is it in our heart that is impeding us from just laying it all down and letting go? Stay here. I invite you to rise to your feet this morning. There's a destiny that awaits you. There's glory that God has prepared already. And it doesn't just come. There's a decision that we got to make not an emotion, it's a decision. Got to tell that enemy to shut his mouth, cover up your ears, not look left and right and start comparing what they have and I don't have and just trust in him and let him take control and believe that he will supply Believe that he will give strength. Believe that the resources are coming. Believe that he will make a way out of no way. Believe that he will make a door where there's no door. And trust in him. If you may close your eyes. And I want you just to kind of think about what God has prepared for you and the destiny that he has prepared for you and just focus on that for a moment. For some of you, it might be achieving a great dream. Some of you, it might be a vision that was given to you. For some of you, it might be a word that was spoken in your life. Some of you, it might just be something you've always wanted to do. Just focus on that. You will achieve greater than that. Just let him straighten out your path. Just let him straighten out your path and trust in him. God, this morning, Lord, as we stand here in this church, my God, as we stand here today, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you deal with our hearts, my God, that it may be cleaned, that you may purify it, God, and remove everything that's stopping us from fully trusting in you. You've been battle-tested and approved. You are a big God. You are worthy of praise, and you are worthy of our trust. 
Help us lay it all down before you, God, and just submit everything to you. Help us just submit everything to you. Because I've had a picture of a destiny that you have before me, God. And I want to reach it. I want to reach it. I want to step into it. I want to cross that line. You've fought so many battles. And I thank you for that. The greatest one was over 2,000 years ago when you went to the cross, you went to the tomb, and on third day, you stepped out. Now we can stand here today and say, oh death, where is your victory? Oh death, where is your sting? You are a big, good God. May we always continue to trust in you. Amen. Thank you for joining us. And a special thanks to those who have given to support this ministry. Without you, none of this is possible. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe and share it on social media. Thank you for listening. God bless you.